Welcome to the Delano Newsmakers podcast, bringing context to the stories that matter in Luxembourg. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Newsmakers. In this episode, we're talking about the return of live music events in Luxembourg post-lockdown and in the context of the most relaxed health restrictions we've had so far. With me today is Michel Velta, managing partner at Den Atelier, to talk about upcoming events and the live music industry's return. Michel, welcome to the podcast. Hi there. Uh, it's really good to have you as well. Um, I know you are, uh, have a bit of a busy schedule, so we scheduled this a while ago. But uh, seeing as well, you have quite a lot of experience with uh, the organization of live music events, I think it will be really interesting to talk about all of that. And I'm sure uh, you and, and everyone at Den Atelier has been excited for this, this second half of this year, right? Yeah, happy to be busy again. <laughs> happy to be busy. That's a really good way to put it, I would say. Um, what would you say? Obviously, you have uh, Uzina, uh, Siren's Call, uh, and you also have uh, a few if- events at uh, Lux Expo, right? Yes, we have, uh, we have been postponing and cancelling shows for uh, a better part of the two last years. Mm. Uh, quite a few shows have been, most of them actually, have been postponed. So, yeah, there's just been this huge accumulation of shows that have been pushed in front of us. And uh, we actually booked quite, quite a few uh, on top of those. So, um, yes, now once the, the restrictions, restrictions were lightened in, in February, we're very happy to, to be able to work again and actually produce all these shows that were waiting to, to, to happen. Mm, right. And um, my, my understanding prior to our conversation is that you had a lot of um, contracts that you negotiated before um, before the pandemic even, or even ahead of time, that were in accordance to the um, f- time frame then and the price range then. How has that affected um, what is now a different context? The bad thing is that the prices you negotiated two years ago, they are still the same today. And the bad thing is that sales are not at the level you'd expect uh, uh, they are today they are not on the same level that you expected two years ago. Mm. Um, one consequence of the pandemic of the crisis is that sales are not as high as they were before. People are still sort of hesitating to go to shows. You know, there's maybe a fear inside of some people. So if you sell a hundred tickets for the artist pre-pandemic. Our estimation is that you sell probably around 80 tickets uh, in, in this post-pandemic context. Obviously, we hope to to get to the same level at some point, and I think we will. We are quite confident we see that there is demand. So the price is one thing. It's one element of, uh, of the contracts mm-hmm. that you negotiated. Um, but uh, in the new contracts that we are now having uh, sent over from mostly London, is, um, yeah, you know, the conditions of a potential cancellation or postponement. And um, yeah, we were talking about it. It's, it's uh, the artist doesn't want to lose money. For them, it's their, their, their business. It's what they do for a living and they want to earn as much as po- possible. Obviously, it's a good thing. It's a healthy right. thing. But um, as a consequence, they want to push the risk or, or you know, the, the, uh, the potential loss. Uh, they want to push that to the local organizer. Obviously, in a case of cancellation or postponement, there are costs, sunk costs, you know, expenditures that that 
have already been paid that you can't recoup or that you can't stop or yeah so so that's something they now want to push on on the local side and obviously it's negotiation ongoing so uh, for every contract it's 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 pretty much every contract mm. it's different have you uh, have you had any difficult decisions to make where you had maybe to choose um should we cancel this event but it's going to cost us money or should we keep it to uh, maintain a certain no uh, because the decision of cancelling postponing or maintaining a show really comes is up to the artist it's not our decision the artist mm. is really in the end the person that decides if he cancels the show or not obviously if the government uh, is instructing that venues are to be closed obviously uh, mm. the, the the artist the artist cannot perform but what we learned th throughout the pandemic is that you know the conditions in luxembourg they weren't really dictating what we were able to do or not because the artist in 99% of the cases if venues in luxembourg were closed it was the case uh, during a couple of months the artist couldn't even travel so even even if he mm. could perform in Luxembourg. He couldn't because they couldn't travel. So the, the international conditions, that's what I'm probably wanted mm. to say, is the international conditions of traveling or, or etc. they were more important than actually the conditions in Luxembourg itself. Actually, in Luxembourg, the conditions, the, 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 the measures in place were quite often easier than in, Luxembourg, in neighboring countries. So, yeah, um, yeah it's, it's really, we were more depending on the international conditions than really the national Luxembourgish conditions. Right, right. That's that's interesting to hear. And talking about artists, actually, I'm thinking, um, uh, have artists changed in a way the way that they behave or their expectations uh, uh, during the pandemic? Are they more, more eager to perform and more willing to sort of um, maybe give up on some things that they wouldn't have uh, given up on before when negotiating contracts, when wanting to perform? No, I, I hate to destroy this romantic view, but uh, <laughs> no, it's it's a business and it's run by business people and the artist is represented by people who, who are in the game of, of trying to earn as much possible as much money as possible. And again, it's a good thing. It's 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 what they do. And they do it very good. <laughs> They're very good at it. So no, I mean, obviously what we saw uh, as, as concerts started to pick up again is that uh, artists and bands were very happy to get up on stage and they really gave it 100% and you can feel it and, and you can feel it in the public as well and, and you can feel it, uh, you know, but by the things they say on stage or the way they perform, I mean, that has changed quite a bit indeed. Uh, but when it comes to, you know, the conditions... The negotiation, the contracts, uh, no, no, it's it's not that they were willing to to give in on some aspects. Quite the opposite, actually. As I said earlier, more risk and and costs are being pushed over to the local organizer. And again, I'm not complaining. I don't want mm. to complain. You're you're asking me this question, so I'm I'm answering. We are just very happy to be able to work again and and put on shows. So. Mm. Our aim is not to complain, uh, quite the opposite, actually. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And then uh, you, you mentioned a little bit the connection between the fans and the performers. Um, has there been, uh, have you noticed some sort of a change in that, in, in, in a sense that maybe people were a bit more hesitant now with the pandemic to go to shows? And do they, at one point after being at the concert venue, after listening to uh, the music and absorbing this uh, ambience, if you will, do they just kind of 
let go and forget about that? Is this an escape for people now? Well, I think there's in each and every one of us, there's some fear still. And and uh, you can be as easygoing as a person as you want. The first show you go to and you're standing in the middle of 6,000 people, I can assure you that there will be some doubts in your head. Uh, and it doesn't matter how easy you're handling COVID or the risk of it being infected. There's only always going to be a doubt. And it was the same for me too. Uh, the first show I went to, obviously I had, you know, there was, even though I'm vaccinated or whatnot. So I think... It's quite normal that people are hesitant, and we see it. We see it in 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 our attendance. Um, we have uh, quite an important percentage. It depends on the genre of music. It's somewhere in between fifteen and thirty percent of no show. Um, no show is what we call people mm -hmm. who actually have a ticket, but they don't show up to the concert. So that's quite uh, quite astonishing. Pre-pandemic levels were around two to five percent of no show. And so this percentage it percentage is quite important. So that comes, I'd say, from three different reasons. It's either they actually are sick and cannot attend, mm. uh, or they forgot about it because the show has been postponed sometimes even four times. We always do send out reminder emails. So it's to me, it's probably the, the least possible reason. Um, um, and the other one, and probably the to me the most likely one, you know, people are afraid. So they need to still, or maybe we need to do a good job and feel people more secure and at ease when they uh, come to a show so that they actually come to the show. So I think there's there's still a change and we need to do a good job and, and prove to people that it's okay to come to, to shows so that, you know, attendance is uh, back at the normal level. I have to say that um, during the whole pandemic, during the whole crisis, uh, we did shows nearly throughout uh, the whole crisis, the whole period, mm. uh, except for the couple of months, two or three months, I can't remember, uh, where the venues had to close. We were doing shows all the time. We were doing the first standing shows again, open air shows in the venue, etc. There was not one infection directly related to the shows. I mean, obviously, concert is going to be a context where you can get infected. But we have to say that during the whole of uh, the, the the period of, of the pandemic, uh, there was no directly related infection reported, at least. Right. So I guess um, that has changed quite a bit. The people who come to the show, you know, we encourage people to do whatever they are f feel good to do. If they want to wear a mask, wear a mask. We are the first ones to encourage it. If you don't want to wear a mask, that's fine too. Yeah. So we implement uh, whatever regulations... Uh, the government requires us to implement and uh, then people can still do what they want. If you want to wear a mask, you can wear a mask. If you want to keep a distance, go to, to some part of the venues. So we we imply what is required, but we encourage people to do whatever they want to do. So um, so in the case of, uh, let's say, um, Usina 22, which will be in the Dulange, uh, capacity will be what? Uh, it's, it's a huge open air site. It's the old uh, industrial site um, in in the the, the city of Dudelange. It's a huge site. We are way more than I would say fifteen thousand, but we will not reach those fifteen thousand. Mm. But it's a huge open air site. Yes. Right. And of course, with open air, I, I think uh, that changes a lot than than being in a closed venue. But mm, the things, the way that restrictions are now, the government leaves it up to the organizers to decide. Uh, if they want to 
uh, implement any sort of restrictions or anything. I believe most uh, places would do what you mentioned uh, already, uh, encourage people to do what they're comfortable with. But are there any other um, any other things that you've taken into uh, account or that you will implement to uh, protect uh, to make sure people feel safe, but also to make sure people feel at, uh, at ease. No, as I just uh, as I just said, I think it's important that we implement whatever is required uh, from us. And I feel very un uncomfortable hmm. implementing something different, or that me, Michelle Walter, uh, who has no clue about uh, you know health measures or whatever. Mm. Uh, would implement on my on my clients. I think that would be actually kind of weird. Um, th there are um, institutions who are responsible for it, and and they have the know-how. And it's not up to me to fiddle around in 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 their expertise. I don't have that expertise. My expertise is organizing shows, booking shows. Yeah. Uh, handling the production, etc., and so I feel uncomfortable to require my public to do something else that is being required. But as I want, uh, as we want our public to feel at ease, you know, there are certain ways we can we can do it. Encourage them to do whatever they want to do. Not, uh, uh, you know, when they want to uh, wear a mask, mm. of course uh, we are very happy for them to wear a mask. And there are still people wearing masks at our shows, actually. Um, we try to to open up uh, the the spaces where where we put on shows. Yeah. For instance, at the atelier, uh, the courtyard is the open air courtyard in front of the atelier is always integrated in the concert venue. So there's also an, an, an not an open air aspect, but you know it's it's a bit there's more surface and there's more air of of for instance our sh our shows in in the club. Mm -hmm. But as I said, it's not up to me to to impose um, or us as a venue to impose uh, uh, sanitary measures. I know that some venues do it, but I would feel very uncomfortable in doing so. Yeah, yeah, I get that. There's one other thing that I'm wondering as well. Um, seeing as a lot of shows were postponed um, during the last few years, now there is a bit of a surge in that. Would you say that it's more difficult to attract people because there's also uh, a lot more going on, a lot more events? Uh, I have a feeling that um, for this summer or spring, there's a bit of a, a surge, a bit of a boom in, in events coming up. And it feels like someone is announcing something new almost every week. I'm afraid I have to disagree. Mm. I have to disagree because the shows that we announce now tend to do quite well. Um, it's not it's not science. It's not precise uh, announcing shows or booking shows. It's it's you can never be sure f uh, to a hundred percent how they will uh, actually perform sales wise. But uh, most of the shows that we have been announcing now are doing quite well. Mm. So if I were to agree with you, you know that there's an an an, an offer which is too high for the demand. Those shows wouldn't perform well because. You know the market would be saturated, but it's quite clear to me that most of the shows that we are announcing now are performing quite well. But you are right to some extent that there are some shows, most of the shows actually that we announced during the pandemic, and thank God there weren't that many shows that we announced during the the crisis. Those tend to perform very badly. Now, why I don't know. We can 
spend more marketing on on advertising and it's it's been it's been our learning curve that they tend to still not perform well so i don't know i i i hesitate to to put out an, a firm statement of uh, how things are but you know we announced some shows and they are performing quite well and there are some shows that have been announced for 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 more than a year they are performing quite badly so i think it's really in in probably let's put it more relatively probably you know when the shows were announced and the atmosphere and the general state of mind wasn't at its highest those shows tend to suffer from it yes mm, yeah for sure um very finally i'm, I'm actually wondering in uh, your sort of personal preference is there maybe a show that's coming up that you're uh, personally really excited for well there are there are quite a few events that we put on this summer obviously there are the the big open air shows in front of lux expo which is going to be a first we usually did them on hersfeld in um in the south of luxembourg and and you know we we decided to go also towards luxembourg city we are luxembourg city based so it's always cool to be in in the capital um those there are two shows that we put on there but the festival as well sirens call which is definitely one of my favorite events uh, throughout the year but there's one show i'm really looking forward to personally uh, not that anybody would really be <laughs> interested but uh, personally i'm very much looking forward to the smile it's uh, it's a rather new project by actually two members of radiohead mm. um I hope most most of the people we know Radiohead. It's one of these iconic English uh, rock bands from the '90s. Um, so it's um, uh, Tom York and Johnny Greenwood, the singer and the guitar player, uh, who formed Side Projects. Um, uh, yeah, they have now a few singles out. The album is about to be dropped. Uh, yeah, and it's I pretty guess nice that you booked them uh, so early on in their project as well. Yeah, and, 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 you know, I think Radiohead must be up there in the top 10 shows that you can book as an as a booker for a concert venue. Mm. Then, and then you come to, to rock heaven yeah. uh, and then you can stop working. But, uh, you know, let's be honest, uh, as, as a Luxembourgish venue and a Luxembourgish booker or venue promoter, you will never be able to get Radiohead unless there's something exceptional happening. Um, so this is probably as close as we can get to Radiohead in, in Luxembourg. But uh, no, I mean, the singles, they are really, really great. And, and, and it seems to be a very diverse project. It has some melodic aspects to them, like we are used to with Radiohead, but it has also a bit more raw, rockier, uh, edgy uh, aspects to them. So I'm really looking forward to that one. Right, right. Well, uh, the way you describe it, now I am looking forward to it as well, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, right then, uh, Michel, thank you very much for your time. Thanks for having me. Um, and thanks a lot to our listeners. That just about concludes our episode. We'll catch you in a few weeks' time. Until then, take care. Thanks for listening. You can listen to all our podcasts on delano.lu and on all podcast platforms. And subscribe to the Delano newsletter for all the latest Luxembourg news in English. Sign up on delano.lu.